everyone, and welcome back to the 245 podcast, which is the number of days we have off before we have to go back to school. Yeah, we do. It's going to be a wonderful spring break. Yes, and we don't have that many days. We have we have like nine days, though. No, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good break. I'm going to choir trip for the first couple of days, so yeah, I don't get the full, full time off, but it's all right. Today, we're spending the first day of our spring break uh, here in the podcast studio, me and Joey here in the studio as well as another guest. Yes, another guest. I know we have a lot of those lately. We have Jason Sharp. Welcome. Thank you. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm on, I'm on my permanent spring break. <laughs> yeah, because you haven't been in school and for a long time. For a long yeah. time. Yeah, it's been a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But you have to work over spring break. So oh, that's right. I, do I mean, work, yeah. yeah. That's, it's your loss. Yeah, it is. But yeah, so... Uh, Jason works here at Northwestern, Northwestern Media. What What is exactly your role here? At Northwestern? Yeah. My title, are you ready for this? I'm so ready so for ready. this. Senior Vice President for Media. But my bigger title is Carson Sharpstead. Oh, oh that oh, is a wow. tough job. Wow. That, <laughs> oh my gosh. He's a handful. You have no idea which of those two jobs is more difficult. <laughs> Overseeing a $30 million budget <laughs> or overseeing Carson, <laughs> which if you're not careful, could be a $30 million budget. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you got to limit his spending. And, you know. That would be, no, that would be his big sister. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, really? that would be his big sister. Well, she got married, right? She, oh yeah. Yeah. That's so, what I'm talking about. So that's, yeah. the, that's the big budget. That's the 30 million right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Expensive wedding. Yeah. So I get to oversee all of Northwestern's radio stations and we have a lot of them. Yeah. So we have 87 FCC licenses and we have groups of people, teams of people in 14 different communities around the upper Midwest working to expand our mission and to love their community well. Wow. But along with that, you're also um, a volunteer at Eagle Brook with us. I do do that. First weekend of every month. I mean, when I'm there, like... I'm like a quarter of the time. A quarter of the time when <laughs> yeah. I'm there. That's about right. And yeah. when he's there, he tries to leave. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that story's coming yeah. up. Yeah, last time that didn't work too well. Do yep. we, should we talk about that? Yeah, let's, let's just, yeah. So we already talked about the story in the podcast about how I passed out at Eagle Brook and went to the ER and got COVID and all that. But I'll, we already got our perspective. So what, what was your perspective on this whole, this whole event? This whole event. Okay, so I was, so I run camera, I was running camera four. Yeah. Yep. Right. I was mm-hmm. to the, I was stage left running camera four and we were ready to getting ready to go through a rehearsal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just had devotions as a production team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you look like you were okay. I was. <laughs> and we're getting ready to go into rehearsal. And the next thing we know, there's no rehearsal. Yep. And I don't know, did you and I, Joey, walk back to the production yeah. room? Yep. And we're like, what's going on? They said somebody fainted. Mm-hmm. And like, we just ran. Yeah. You ran. I ran. Yeah. Because you knew I, it was Mike. I knew it was Mike. Yeah. I didn't know who it was. And so I just kind of, I just kind of took my time. <laughs> 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 and so then when I got there, you were already sitting up. So you, you yep. had come too. And, but you look dazed and yeah. confused. It was weird. Cause it was like slowly faded up. Like it didn't just like my eyes just didn't open. It like slowly faded from dark to light. Like it, it was, it was odd. There's a sermon there. Yeah. Mm. It's a sermon analogy. Joey can use yeah. that actually. I'll Joey, that's that for you. Yep. I'll write that down. I'll use yeah. that. Yeah. My notebook of sermon analogies <laughs> that you with me. You know, that every pastor has. Yeah. 
They actually, they actually, that's something they tell us to do in ministry classes, actually. Write down your stories. Something like that. Yeah. Good stories and stuff that you can use in a sermon. Even if you don't know how you'll use it, just have a whole like bank of those. But I haven't started doing that yet, but that's all right. I'll figure it out later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget this one. I always wonder how they conveniently have stories for every sermon. Yep. That's how they do it. They're definitely all real, right? Yep. Oh, for sure. Well, and then the Eaglebrook team, they just swarms you with bananas and orange juice. I downed some apple juice. Yeah. Yeah. They were loving on you in Volunteer Central. Yeah. Next thing you know, Joey took you to the ER. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do not. It was so weird because I don't remember walking from the sanctuary to the Volunteer Central. I remember like sitting down and eating, barely eating my food, but I don't remember walking there, which is very odd. But yeah, turned out fine. Uh, you followed up with me a couple times. Which I did. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see. Yeah. That we you, care about Micah. That you care yeah. about me. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting because like we still haven't even been back since that happened, right? This weekend. This weekend we'll be back. So it's kind of interesting because you don't. You go I won't home. be there. Are you kidding? Oh, me? for the love! I, I said I'm leaving on a choir trip. Oh, I'm leaving Friday morning at six a.m. Ryan needs to fire this guy. <laughs> well, you know, it's not- kind of like I got fired once from a dentist. Have you ever been fired what? from a dentist? What? How yeah. is that even possible? My wife Julie yeah. and I, we got a letter ten years ago, however long, from our dentist that says you're not welcome here anymore. Why? <laughs> because we missed too many appointments. Oh, you're going to get a letter from my church. Yeah. It says, Hey bro, you are out. You're excommunicated. Excommunicated from the volunteering at the church. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, well, these people always take my shifts, you know, that's true. Bobby comes to the rescue. Bobby does. Oh yeah. And I'm most of the time able to do Sundays too. Like, cause usually it's Saturday afternoons. I end up having stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and oh my word, Jason's (laughs) doing air quotes over here. But like I usually <laughs> Sunday afternoons or Sundays yeah, I'm there, yeah, but yeah. you faint half the time and yeah. you go you go home. But how long how long were you guys in the ER, by the way? Oh, Four, too long. That's a long day. We were mm-hmm. there from eight twenty to it was eight twenty. Yeah, eight twenty till about one. Okay, yeah. so I was so, already home watching well, something on television, probably football yep. or something. Something. Yeah. yeah. And you guys were still. Yeah. Yeah. So Joey yeah, obviously brought me. My mom showed up about fifteen minutes later. Um, my girlfriend Kylie came. And then about two minutes after she came, uh, they told me I had COVID. So Joey and her had to leave. So yeah. okay. she wasn't there very long. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, that's a defining moment in your relationship. Yeah. If I may say. Mm-hmm. She was actually volunteering at the Hamley campus and she got out of the second service to come down. And then. Oh, wow. So. Mm-hmm. And then had to leave two minutes later. So a defining yeah. moment when you show up at the ER, when you're the person you're dating is. Getting checked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. She was a little freaked out with the text I sent her because I just said, oh, I should probably tell you that uh, I'm going to the ER. It was like so casual. And she was like, wait, what? <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. So you got her out of volunteering too. Yeah. Look at you. That's just what I'm they pulling. do. And you. He got you out too. That's true. Maybe That's I will true. be fired. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I took three people out of volunteering that day. You did. Yeah. I stayed. Yeah. Yep. I was a little disappointed. I was hoping you'd come to the ER. <laughs> <Yeah. with me. laughs> you know. Well, I knew you'd be there longer than I was at church, so I thought, no, I'll play this game. That's true. Right here. Yeah, we can't yep. pull too many people out. What so. is the best way I can get back home on time? Oh, I'll just stay at church. Yeah, that's that's what you were thinking. That's what I was thinking. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so I kind of want to ask you about your job and stuff. Okay. Like, what is first of all, like, what does your average day look like? So, if there's any consistency in my day, it's having some time on the phone or on Zoom or in my office with one of the managers that I get to oversee. Mm. 
And so, for instance, yesterday I was with a manager working through a personnel situation, uh, and that was in person because they're here in the cities. Other days, it's calling. I was talking to our manager yesterday in Rapid City, and she has a couple of openings that we're trying to fill. And I had met a student recently who I thought would be a perfect fit for that job. Um, so I'm trying to pair them up and, and, and match them up, if you will. And so that, that's the consistency in the day is just dealing with and working with the managers to help them accomplish our mission and to help them remove any roadblocks that they run into that keeps them from doing that. Oftentimes, personnel situations can be a part of that. Mm. But really, other than that, there's not a lot of normalcy to an average day for me. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I'll travel gone a lot. We've got our spring fundraising season coming up here next, starts next week and runs about eight weeks because we've got so many stations now doing so many fundraisers and I try to be as many, be, be at as many as possible. And so, uh, that's a time just to spend with each staff and get to know them better and encourage them for the work that they're doing. Uh, so that's fun. And when I'm on the road, that's the average day, spending time just encouraging them. Mm-hmm. You know, there are always things to work through with the budget and with the fun. As you think about, we're a listener-supported ministry, and so you rely on the goodness of others to fund you. There's a lot of different strategies and tactics you have to put together to make sure that that happens on a consistent basis. And so we spend some time thinking about that. Um, loving people well is a part of my average day, and I love mm-hmm. that part of my job. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing this for? I've been in my current role here at Northwestern, coming up on seven years in May. Oh, wow. Yeah, but have been at Northwestern 16 years. Wow. So we moved up here from Tennessee back in 2007 to take the job as the program director at 98.5. And so I did that for a couple of years and then moved into the manager's role. And I did that for six years at KTIS before moving into this role. So I've been in Northwestern a long time, but I've had three jobs and it keeps me busy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you kind of like that it's a different, a different, like a different day every time you show up to work? Absolutely. You do? Yep. You, uh, you never know what's going to happen. In fact, I was talking to our faith radio manager this morning and she said, it's a new day. I said, yes. And it's a, it's a blank canvas. You don't know. You, you've got some, some building blocks in there that you know you've got to get to, whether it's a staff meeting or whatever it is, but a lot of it is just responding to the, to the needs of the team and it makes it different and very interesting. Mm-hmm. What are some of the biggest lessons you think you've learned about like working with people, leadership, stuff like that? You know, I was anticipating that question this oh, nice. morning. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's good. And so I went back to bed and forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Quick, make no. something up. Yeah, I was anticipating that question in... If you love the people you lead, if you're going to be a pastor, if you love your congregation, if, if you're going to run a video company one day, I don't know what, what your plans are, but uh, if you love the people you work with and the, and the people that you lead, you will have a, a fulfilling and satisfying career. Mm. Because leadership is hard. And uh, some people say it's lonely. I don't get that a lot. Occasionally, maybe. But loving people well in relationship Uh, Corbin Hornbeek, our president, has told me that relationships accelerate progress. I love that. Mm -hmm. And so loving your people well Mm -hmm. and staying in relationship with them so that you can accomplish more is what I love about leadership. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. That's Yeah, because we had him on last week. Yeah, last week it was. And then that's what he said too. I asked him like, oh, what's the biggest thing about 
leadership and stuff. And he's like, oh, it's just all about relationships. Yeah. That just improves everything. Um, so I heard a like funny story that you were talking about. Do you want to talk about like that visit w- when you guys went on like that work trip? Then you guys oh, yeah. made a little <laughs> side detour to visit someone. Oh, sure. Yeah. Do you want us to talk about that? Because I find that really funny. Yes. And so we were traveling to introduce Corbin to our stations and to let him see our facilities and to meet our teams. And uh, Dr. Kiridan and I did that every year where we'd go and we'd hear from the team. And so new president, a great opportunity to introduce him to our staff and to get him to know them and, and them to know him. And so we... We were in Kansas City, Missouri. We flew down on a Tuesday morning, I believe it was, and got to Kansas City at 10 in the morning and uh, met our our manager there, Dave Gordon, had lunch with the staff and then went back to our station, our facility, so Corbin could see where we operate out of there in Corporate Woods in Overland Park, Kansas. And we're having a great visit. And uh, we knew that there was a chance for snow, of course. If you travel any time between October and May, it feels like, (laughs) In Minneapolis, there's yep. a chance your travel arrangements will be altered. Mm. And so Tuesday mo- or Wednesday morning, we get up and we're driving to the airport. And man, it looked like there was a little snow on the grass, none on the roads. It looked just like a fine... I mean, here, here in the cities, we would just operate as normal. Mm-hmm. Everything would be as usual. But there... Not so much. <laughs> and so we were pulling into the airport and we were noticing that our flight had been delayed by like three hours already and then four hours. And for some reason, Delta was taking us from Kansas City. They don't have a direct to Chicago because we were going to Peoria, Illinois and to spend the day with our, our team there and then our team in Champaign, Illinois. They don't have a direct flight from KC to Chicago. So we were going to have to go to Detroit. So we got to fly over Lake Michigan and then come back and uh, land in Chicago at like seven o'clock and then drive two and a half hours to Peoria. So we thought, well, if the flight's delayed, how far is it to Peoria if we just drove? Oh no. And so I looked and it was five hours. Not bad. No, so it's like 10.30 in the morning. And so we could be in Peoria by 3.30. Yeah. Oh, we just saved a bunch of time. Why mm. didn't I think of this before? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I didn't. And so we just <laughs> went and got a, we canceled our flights, got a rental car and we were pulling out of the rental car agency and Corbin looks at me because uh, I was driving and he says, what if? And, and he said, I don't know if he said that when he was with you on your podcast. He says that a lot. Oh, really? Just, just like that. What if? <laughs> and so. I can hear it. Can you hear it? I can hear him. Yeah. He said, what if we drove to St. Louis and had lunch with my mom? <laughs> <laughs> and how much extra time do you have at this? Well, working at his pleasure, I didn't even want to think about that. That's going to take us an extra hour and a yeah. half, two hours. Yeah. I'm thinking, let's have lunch with mom. Yeah. <laughs> let's right? do it. Yep. So it, it added maybe an, an hour and a half of travel to do it. Yeah. But we still ended up in Peoria by seven o'clock. So we actually, and we were wa- watching our flight in Kansas City never left until like four o'clock that afternoon. Wow. So we had already had lunch with his mom and we're on our way to Peoria um, before our flight ever got to Chicago. So we still saved a lot of time. There you go. And you got lunch with mom. And we got lunch with Corbin Hornbeek's mom. Yeah. How was yeah. it? We, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went and picked her up at her little home there in Leewood. No, not Leewood. Kirkwood. Mm. Kirkwood. And picked her up in the home. 
Took her to a place to eat because, of course, it was a snow day in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. The restaurants were packed because they didn't have school because of the little dusting. (laughs) And everybody went out to eat. Mm. And so we had a late lunch with her and just had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yep. I love how they cancel school because no one can drive anywhere, but then they all go out to eat. Like uh, we're all in the restaurant. Yep. That makes sense. Very convenient. Um, He also, he didn't say this on the podcast, but afterwards he... He mentioned how you guys were talking about making a new mascot for. Uh, <laughs> Did he talk about that for uh, Northwestern? I'm, I'm just interested, like, what your uh, what your opinion on, and what 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 were the ideas? Because we we didn't talk about this on the podcast. So what what was this plan that you guys had? Okay, so <laughs> should I spill the beans? I think you should. I think you should. If I he hasn't, yeah. Well, let me just say, let me just say. <laughs> We were driving, okay, we spent the time with the Peoria team and then the Champagne team, Joe and Jeff and their, and their folks. And the next morning we got up early and we were driving to Chicago to hop on a plane to come home. Uh, we were going to be home at noon. It was, it was, it was just fine. And, and I'm just, we're just driving through. And I recall having, having a moment where I thought, why is every mascot in the world either a bird or a cat? Think about it. Mm. Think through your professional mm-hmm. football teams, the Panthers, the Jaguars, the Timberwolves. That would not be the a cat. Bengals. <laughs> the oh, Vi- it's in the cat family. A wolf is not in the cat family. It's not? It's in the dog family. A wolf is in the dog family? It's close enough. Yeah. Well, where do you think we got dogs from? We got dogs from wolves. Yeah, he's right. Is that right? Yeah. Vikings. So- well, they're an exception. The Packers. That's an exception. <laughs> but a lot of colleges. A lot of colleges. Yeah, a lot yep. of colleges or, or cats or birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eagles. Mm-hmm. So I said, what if? <laughs> Here's the what if again. Yeah. It's yeah, it might have been me turn. this time. Yep. What if <laughs> we broke the trend and I originally said became the Northwestern Dachshunds. Oh. That's a type of dog, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a wiener dog. It's a wiener dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, if you want to sell product, <laughs> oh, you hot dogs, right? We could have our own brand. That would be amazing. Yeah. And so then it went from there to Labradors. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we were just talking about why do so many mascots have to be not dogs? Mm. And so we think that maybe one day, yeah, we should change that. Mm. Or he could just do it his first year and just make a. A radical change on campus. Yeah. Uh, his first year here. Yeah. A lot of things have changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah. Maybe there's something to it. Yeah. Maybe someday. Yeah. Maybe the, someday. The Northwestern Wiener Dogs or whatever. <laughs> right. Wouldn't that be amazing? We could have three companies. Northwestern, Northwestern Media, and we could sell hot dogs and be, I don't know. We North, could have the Ostermeyer Wienermobile yeah. on campus we all could, the time. We could. Yeah. And then we just have to like rebrand it to be like the UNW Wienermobile. Yeah. I don't know what you think about that, but I like that idea. I think we can get behind this. Maybe Bon Appetit will not allow that because... Yeah, that's true. But they don't even sell hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. So we're just like assisting them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of creative people on campus. Could be fun. Yeah. Could be a good time. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to think about that. Get, try to get some student student involvement on this idea. Get a petition going. <laughs> no longer the Eagles. I'm sure that oh, I'm gosh. sure that will fly over well. Right. Yeah. You like that one? That was no, good. no, it's way too early in the morning for puns. <laughs> I think it has wings. Joey, Joey just woke up. You just so, woke up too. Yeah, but I'm more awake than you are. Yeah, he combed true. his hair. That's true. I actually didn't. 
Oh, it's still from yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, my ear's probably not that great, but that's why it's a podcast, right? Yeah, you just tell my my voice. That's all the people that's get. good. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, I was wondering. So obviously, we know you from volunteering. I was wondering, like, how long you've been volunteering? What like made you decide to start volunteering at Eagle Rock? We haven't been going to Eagle Brook that long. We started right when COVID hit. And so we started watching it online. We were uh, attending another church that I never did a thing in that church. Mm. I just went and then went home, went and went home. And I love the the production quality of what our church does. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought if there's a chance to be involved, that's what I'm interested in. And so we were going to the Anoka campus for a while. And then we moved to Blaine because we moved to Blaine. And so we just transferred what we were doing in Anoka to Blaine. But I wanted to be involved, wanted to, uh, I wanted to have a 20-year-old, someone in, in, in their 20s in my ear on Sunday morning <laughs> yelling at me, <laughs> telling me what to do because I wanted no responsibility. Mm, yeah. I wanted yeah. none. Yeah. No, my, my work responsibility is enough Monday through whenever. On Sunday, if I'm volunteering at church, I want to be in charge of nothing. Mm-hmm. Someone just tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it's like. Yeah, right? it's when you've got the video yeah. director yeah. in your ear saying, move here, take this shot, I'm happy to oblige. Mm-hmm. And so I find it very fun. It's a big time commitment for me and you, Joey. Oh, yeah. Come on. Not for Mike. No, not for Mike. Yeah. Is it, are we calling him Mike? Are we on? Oh, you can call him whatever you want. Hey, you can call me Mike. Okay. Yeah. Mike, I, I did not know Micah, that. I thought it was Micah. Yeah, it's it's... It was always Micah in high school, and then we watched The Blind Side, you know? <laughs> is that why you started calling Mike? No, that is, yeah. Oh, Big Mike. And it's yeah. Big Mike. So then we started calling him Big Mike. In basketball only. In basketball only, and then it just got shortened to Mike. So now all my close friends call me Mike. Yeah. Did I know that? Yeah. yeah. Good to know. Does Carson call you Mike? Uh, I don't... Sometimes. Okay. It goes back and forth, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you call him? Carson. Yeah. We have no nicknames for him. No. You don't? No. Call him Sharpie. Sharp. No. Well, oh, we, we've said that sometimes. Or but Sharp Man. I, I've never said that. I have a couple times. I've heard people say it too. But Sharpie's a good one. Sharpie's a good one. Yeah. That's a solid nickname. Solid. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of people that actually think that's your last name. Right. They put an E on the end of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not. No. No. No E. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Just wanted to get involved and yeah. I found something that I uh, enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Big time commitment, but it's fulfilling. And I know that I contributed to the overall experience for someone who came in that day. Yeah. There's something about like volunteering and like being like actively involved in a church that makes it feel like more like home. You get to know, like, even if you know, like five, six, seven more people, it really does help it make, make the campus feel smaller. Cause like, I think last weekend I was there, I just like saw Kemi sitting with her family, like just a few rows over and it's like, oh, cool. I, I know who that is. And it's kind of cool to have that when you're in like a group of like a hundred people that you don't really know many of them, but you know, one or two more, it makes it, it does make it feel smaller. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's different for me because I go to the Ham Lake campus usually. So I only volunteer at Blaine because they have cameras there and Ham Lake doesn't. So I don't, I don't get that experience that you Mm -hmm. do. But, you know, obviously it seems like I'm never there anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter for you. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. There are other ways to volunteer at Ham Lake, right? There are. But I wanted to do camera stuff yeah. when Joey said he was going to do it. So. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Thought I'd go over there with him. Yeah, but it's funny that you brought that up because I was actually going to ask you about that because you have such a different different role when you're volunteering versus like during the week when you're working where you're more overseeing people. You got to do more like vision stuff, big picture stuff. When volunteering is on the complete other end of the scale, like you're at the bottom, you're getting told what to do. Yep. So it's interesting that like it makes sense that like you just enjoy that because then you don't have to think about it as much. Yeah, when I joined, I said, I'm I, happy to be involved. Don't put me in charge of anything. Because mm. I just need that. I Every leader needs a break. And I, and I want to contribute. Mm-hmm. want to be part of helping because I love the church. Mm-hmm. And they need the help. But uh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to be a video director. I don't want to oversee anybody. Mm-hmm. So if you guys run amok on Saturday or Sunday, <laughs> what do I care? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you to stop. Yep. It's yep. not in charge. Um, oh. What kind of drew you to Eaglebrook like during COVID and stuff? What, what about it did you really like? Well, what we fell in love with was, and we had heard about the church and we had a lot of friends who were going there, but we were happy where we were. It was fine. When COVID hit and we were all forced online, the experience was unbelievable. Mm, that's true. And so because of that, then we started hearing the preaching and the music, and that was unbelievable. And so when the church opened up, we were there when we had six people in between us, right? Do you remember those days? Mm. When you couldn't sit next to anyone in the row, mm-hmm. uh, we started going because we wanted to see in person what it was all about. Mm. And so we kind of ended up there on accident, mm. but we really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Get a lot out of the messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so a lot much. of people ended up there during during COVID. I think that really boosted their attendance. Mm-hmm. That's how I started going too, is during that time. Cause my church just kept going online for way longer than they needed to, in my opinion. And I was like, I don't want to watch online anymore. Eagle Brook is open and my girlfriend's family goes, so I'll just go with them. And I've been going there since. So yeah. Same girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. They've been dating for a long time too. Hey, you too. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday was four year anniversary with Mandy that we've been dating. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. That's a long time. That is a very long time. Yeah. Um, okay. So we don't have a ton of time left, but there was one last thing I wanted to ask you about. Do you have any, not too embarrassing, but somewhat <laughs> embarrassing or funny stories of Carson from his childhood that you'd be willing to share on the podcast <laughs> so that we could just have some dirt on him that we can maybe poke fun of him sometime. Yeah. Kindly in love, of course. Right. Yes. yes. But is there any, any anything that comes to mind? Embarrassing moments for Carson. Yeah. I can just see him looking at me right now <laughs> saying, Dad. Careful. Be careful. Yeah. Dad, you know I can take you. <laughs> and he still can't. Yeah. No. He's he's stronger than I am my height, but now nah, I still got him. Yeah. yeah you do. Um, I don't know if there's any embarrassing moments that I can, I, I have some, I have some videos of him <laughs> when he was, there was one time we were at the Olive Garden and, and for some reason my mind goes to the video of him putting like 10 grapes in his mouth <laughs> and, and trying to chew and he did it. And it was, I, I videoed it. And this was way back in the day when 
the the cell phones barely had a good video camera yeah. on them, mm-hmm. and yeah. so it didn't really turn out. It wouldn't make the big screen because of the it'd be pixelated. Yeah. But uh, I, th- I think of that. I don't know that I have one. No, that's no. all right. It's a good dad right there. Yeah. Yep. He just he doesn't remember it. Anymore. Yeah. Yep. Conveniently. Yep. I, I do want to ask oh, you. Um, I got one. Oh. Oh. Let's oh okay. Go. There we go. I got one. Okay. So we were living in our home in Andover that we've moved from, but Julie and I spent a lot of money redoing the hardwood floors. <laughs> so we had paid to have them sanded down, mm-hmm. and that's a mess, by the way. Yeah. And stained, and they looked really, really nice. Well, we were supposed to stay off of them for 24 <laughs> hours, right? <laughs> So I remember Julie was gone and the way that our house was, you could walk down through the backyard in the sliding glass door into the basement and that's where we were sleeping. So we didn't walk on the upstairs floor. And so we had food down there. We had the dog and we had everything that we needed to make it for the next 24 hours. (laughs) Well, Julie went and did something, but the next thing you know, I hear on the stair or on the floor above oh. me <laughs> who's that <laughs> and why are they walking on the hardwood floor <laughs> and it's only had been a couple of hours since it was done yeah. so we had 22 more hours to go yeah yeah and so i opened the door to the stairs shut it real quick so the dog wouldn't run up and <laughs> I saw Carson <laughs> standing right there on the hardwood. He's like, hey, dad, what's up? <laughs> and I had one of those moments and I've apologized to Carson so many times. And son, I'm very sorry to this day. I overreacted. <laughs> I o- asked Carson to show you sometime what I did. <laughs> But I took my hands and started slamming on the s- carpeted stairs. Like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Get off the hardwood. Yeah. It's not dry and all this stuff. And he's just kind of, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. how, how do I get off the hardwood? Because oh, yeah. I have to walk on the yeah. hardwood now to get off it. Yeah. And so I don't remember exactly how we got him to jump or <laughs> to get off the hardwood onto the uh, carpet so we could walk downstairs. But I'll never forget the look on his face and I'll never forget. I really blew it in that moment as a dad. (laughs) And he's forgiven me, which is awesome. But occasionally him and his sister will bring it up like at a a dad roast, you know? Um, But yeah, he's just standing there acting like, huh? It's all good. Oh, look, dad, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) End of the story is it had already dried enough. Oh, and really? So, yeah, I don't know how it did. Wow. But it had already dried enough to where nothing happened. Oh. Which I, was, I was so thankful for. Yeah. What would have happened like if it wasn't dry? Like we left like little marks little or footprints. Footprints? Okay. Yep. That's, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Wow. The good news, his socks that he had on or whatever, they didn't have any of the stain on him. So oh, okay. we knew, okay. Yeah, yeah, and then I felt really bad because I'm the one that overreacted. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's the most embarrassing story about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Turn it back on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know what else is embarrassing is that you sent your kids to Legacy. I mean, that was <laughs> that was your that was your first parenting mistake. Do you think so? Yeah. What in the heck is is uh, Calvin's mascot? 
Well, we were the Cougars. Avail. When we were the Calvin. The Avail, what are you? The Valor. What in the heck is a, is a is an elephant doing on your... It's, now, a it's a rhino. It's a rhino. It's a rhino. Not only did we send our kids to Legacy, but my wife works there still. Yeah. Oh, she, has she worked there since Carson has been no, going there? No, she's been working there now for a couple of years after oh, yeah. the kids were out, but I was on the board for nine years. Oh, dang. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're blue and orange, man. Yeah. We're blue and orange. Wow. And I don't know that we ever lost to Calvin <laughs> or... Yeah. Uh, w- w- avail, avail, yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in our career, yeah, yeah. yeah. which well, was nice. You're probably correct yeah. on that one. No, they're definitely correct about that one. Yeah, we we didn't play you guys that much. Yeah, we did our sophomore year. I remember that. Yep. And then I don't think we played junior year. No, I don't think we played senior year. Either. Yeah, because I only ever played them in JV because I wasn't in varsity until junior yep. year. So got yep. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually Carson has a video on his phone of the varsity team walking in. And he like videoed the JV team playing for a second, and you could see me, um, and a couple other guys on our team playing. So that was nice. funny. Yeah. Um, and who won that game? Probably you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Much. Yeah. You brought it up. Yeah. That, that really backfired. Yeah. But. Yep. Probably should have brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, you. We gotta let you get going. Thanks so much. For yeah. Being thanks with. for letting me hang out. Yeah. It was a good time. Uh, do you want to do a little, little outro? Like be like, thanks for listening to the podcast. And then me and Michael say something afterwards and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. Thank you for listening to the most popular <laughs> podcast on the campus of the university of Northwestern, the two, four, five podcast with Joey and Mike. Wow, that was actually so good. That was probably we our might, best one yet. We might have to clip that and play that at the end of every podcast. We might have to. Because that was so good. That was so professional. The voice was perfect. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll catch you guys in the flippity flip. Peace out, gangsters. Gangsters.